the wonderful thing about this is that if you're on that starting point, you can get the foundations built first. So it gives you that real clarity where you can have a look at it and go, wow, because gene keys aren't something you learn. It's not something new. It's actually things that you already innately knew about yourself and your own journey and your own life experience. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to today's episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm really excited for today's topic. We're going to be talking about prosperity and abundance and all of the good things that as coaches and entrepreneurs, that excites us. So we're talking with Emma Purcell and she's going to share about something that I don't know very much about, but I'm really looking forward to finding more about, and that's the gene keys. So welcome to the show, Emma. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Why don't you start off by telling us, before we dive into what Gene Keys are, why don't you share a little bit about what you do, the kinds of people that you work with and, you know, how you work with them? Because that might give us a bit of context before we start talking about this huge subject. (laughs) It is a big subject and it's one that people can get quite lost in because it is a big one. And Gene Keys itself is a very contemplative journey. So it's not something you can rush into or learn really rapidly. You know, it's something that takes time. So I am a conscious creation strategist. And so I help people with consciously creating everything from courses all the way through to how their relationship, especially with their children and as parents, can actually be the key to their prosperity moving forward. So, yeah, so I do a lot of that work through, as I said, my programs that I have online and then I also have one-to-one packages that sort of are custom and bespoke to particular people depending on their needs. Love it. So, Gene Keys, let's start here. What actually is the Gene Keys? Where did it come from? What's it all about? Sure. So, the Gene Keys was created by Richard Rudd and... He actually studied under Ra, who created human design. And from my knowledge, from what I know about it, he actually wanted to go deeper into the Gene Keys with Ra in the original circumstance, but ended up going out on his own. However, it's very heavily informed and taken from the foundation of the I Ching, the 64 hexagrams. And so it's kind of built very much on the similar technologies as human design with the chakra system, the cabal, you know, all of those influences within that. And, yeah, then Richard's kind of gone deeper into each of those 64 gates that are known in human design that are the 64 gene keys, which are also the hexagrams in the I Ching. And, yeah, he added his own flavour, but... They're very much a living transmission. So when people start to explore them, it's like you begin to unlock this magic and this validation of self. It's a really beautiful experience. 
It's a beautiful journey. I can only imagine because I know from doing the work that I do in human design and having that constant life experiment and that constant, I guess, permission slip to really lean into who you are and really understand and be the person that we're meant to be rather than just live the person we're meant to be, I guess. Why don't you take us right to the beginning where if we were looking into Gene Keys, where would we start? So you can just go to the genekeys.com website and you can actually do a free profile. Now, what you do need is your birth date, your birthplace and your time. Now, if you guess your time, it actually changes every couple of hours. So it is, you do need to find out what your time is. And sometimes asking mum or dad isn't always reliable. (laughs) (laughs) Mine thought that I was born at 4.30 in the afternoon, but when I actually went to the hospital and got the records, I was born at (laughs) 5.24am. Oh, that's a little bit different. (laughs) Mind you, from being a mother like you are, you are quite delirious when everything's going on. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And let's face it, it was a long time ago when I was born and for my mum to try to remember. So... Yeah, it does matter because it does change every couple of hours. And for mine, it changed a lot of things. It changed my, if people are familiar with human design, it changed my type, it changed my profile, it changed all sorts of things. So it does matter. So I do recommend to people, especially if they want to take a deep dive, to get in touch with the hospital they were born in and try that way first. And it's only if you've exhausted all of that that you would then go to somebody who's a professional in the space that can try to help you work out what your correct time is. This episode is made possible by Your Podcast Concierge. Editing your podcast can be time-consuming. Your Podcast Concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab. So Gene Keys is all about unpacking your genetic blueprint. Can you explain how this can help us in business? How does this play out and how does knowing this genetic blueprint help us to, you know, to be able to grow our business or to something else in our business? So the feedback that I get, because I also do business readings with it and work with people quite often around that. And what I've found is that it's very validating. So I have two different clients that I tend to work with. So I've got people in the space of more the startup where they've kind of exhausted, you know, the mainstream system and they want to do their own thing, except they're very driven by a humanitarian drive, right? They want to make a bigger impact. They want to actually do something meaningful. So they're looking at it from the lens of, I want to create something from scratch, but I'm not really sure what my purpose is, what's my genius, you know, all of those questions. Then you've got people on the whole other end of the scale and everyone else in between, obviously, but people on the far other end of the scale who have built massive success in the business world and they've achieved everything materially they've got the fancy house and the fancy cars and you know the lifestyle and everything but now that that's all been exhausted they're missing their depth it's kind of like what's the actual legacy what's been the purpose of all of this you know they've proved they can do it and they can achieve it 
but now they want to do something deeper that's going to create more of an intergenerational legacy moving forward. Love that. So let's go back to the fit where you were saying that you work with people and you help them to really tap into what's their genius. By being able to do this, what are some of the, or even sharing a story of someone that did find out what their genius was and how did that affect their business moving forward? The key word that comes up is validation. So it's where people have either gotten super confused in what they've unpacked and then there's a level of uncertainty to really move forward with it because it's like those of us that are in business know that once you kind of hit the go button and you start to create all of the things, it's like how far into this can I get before I can kind of pull back, right, and iterate and iterate and iterate the whole way through. And the wonderful thing about this is that if you're on that starting point, you can get the foundations built first. So it gives you that real clarity where you can have a look at it and go, wow, because Gene Keys aren't something you learn. It's not something new. It's actually things that you already innately knew about yourself and your own journey and your own life experience. But here it is now written in this chart and in this graph of your life and the way that you've experienced your life that validates the very existence and all the experiences that you've been through. And then it shows you in black and white that this is the thing, right? No matter how long you've tried to avoid it, maybe you've sidestepped completely and you've created success in one path, but you've always been drawn or called back to this other kind of component that really lights you up. It's kind of the piece that as you go through your chart and you read and you contemplate the keys, it just keeps anchoring it in more and more and more. And it's like, wow. And when I work with people with that, that, as I said, already have really successful businesses and they're just kind of doing a few tweaks and pivots with it, I will often never ask them anything about their business. I won't even look them up. So I get a lot of people come and find me for readings and things like that. But I purposely won't look them up. A little bit like a psychic, I suppose. It's like I won't go stop them in case it gives away information. And I like to go through and read their gene keys without knowing anything. And what happens every single time is that people wonder how I know so much about them. And how it's so precise because all of the gene keys tell a similar story for each particular person, but just a little bit different. And then you can go and look at somebody else's and it makes absolutely no sense to you whatsoever, you know. That individual, it makes all the sense in the world. So it just, when I do these readings and have these sessions with people, this smile sort of comes on their face where it's like, you're telling me exactly who I am. And it's almost like this permission that we need, right? We can see the genius in other people so often, but it's really difficult to hold the mirror up and to see it in ourselves. And when you see it written out this way, you kind of can't look away. It's like, well, here it is, and I can't argue with it. I'm just going to surrender to it, and I'm just going to go with it. I'm guessing that when people hear that and they get that validation that they're looking for, that they're able then to lean in, and really have that clarity of, yep, this is what I'm here to do, rather than constantly thinking, oh, I want to do this, but I should be doing this. And that constant bounce that people often find where, and I've certainly noticed it in my career, 
it's this is what I want to be doing, but I should be over here. And there's this constant bounce until you're like, actually, no, that is where I'm meant to be. Now I can fully just be in this. Is that what you see? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It just allows people to just fully immerse into that thing because it's almost like people are at war with themselves because, as you say, it's this I should be or maybe this. And a lot of business coaches out there will teach, you know, what's the market want? Go to the market, teach what the market wants to buy. And it's like, no, this is kind of flipping the whole script on that. It's going, no, no, what are you here for? that your people, your soul family, your fractal family have been waiting for you to step into and that's where your prosperity is going to come from. Can you just go into that a little bit more because I think I want people to understand the difference between us matching to what we think the market wants and us being who we are and allowing people to come to us. Can you just energetically just talk into that a little bit? For sure. So with the gene keys, I'll go here first. With the gene keys, we have what we call the three expressions. So when you come into all the talk around mindset and limiting beliefs and, you know, patterns and conditioning and all that kind of stuff, then gene keys is very much a deconditioning sequence, right? And so we have the three vibratory frequencies. So if you think of it like a radio station and you're tuned in, right, but there's three channels that you can be operating at. So when you're in the shadow or the challenge frequency, the victim consciousness, then that's the element of each of your individual gene keys that are designed to conspire against you or to sabotage you, right? And then when you turn the frequency up, you step into the gift potential. Now, this is the place where we want to be operating 80% of the time. And what it does is it starts to sort of shift away and move the frequency of those fears and the challenges and the frustrations and the sabotage. And you're kind of playing in this whole other world that's opening up for you. And then the city or the essence is the one above that, which some people may never see in their lifetime. It's kind of something that we're creating for the future, you know, something we can step into. But it's kind of like this magical utopia that can exist if we shift the way that humanity is going. And each of us in all of our gene keys, we all tune into differing ones of those. What I really wanted to get across was exactly what you've just really actually unpacked is that when we're trying to match ourselves to a market, there isn't that energetic connection. We're not attracting the people that we should be attracting. And I guess that's what I really wanted people to understand was because we are taught, you know, make sure that you've got a niche that's widely recognized, make sure that you are serving a niche that's got money. And whilst we understand, you and I both understand that at its core, that we can't sell to people that don't have money, but at the same time, we're not really pushing out who we are. What we're doing is we're being who we're meant to be to allow people to be attracted to us. And I think that's what I really, you know, that is what you unpacked there. It's so important to understand that before we even go any further. Yeah, it's very much because so many people are taught to go out and create what other people want, right? And the whole system is built on it. It's always you have to kind of shut down that dream and that vision because that's not what we do, right? 
you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to go to school, you're supposed to get a job, you're supposed to do all these things, and then you're supposed to have the kids and buy the house and, you know, live happily ever after. And when people try to challenge that, and this is why I'm so passionate about creating intentional childhoods, is we can come back and unpack and activate genius within our own children so that this becomes normal, right? If we can start to really dive in deep and get clear on what genius is and fully surrender and accept it from the very get-go, from the early days, and it's never shamed and shunned, people would be stepping into this incredible power so much earlier. But we've got to wade through so much stuff before we can get to that point because the world's told us we can't for such a long time. And then when people want to come into the entrepreneurial space and start businesses, if they're listening to that old narrative of, you know, like you say, the market's got to look like this and it's got to walk and talk and act this way, but a lot of the time people will push and push. It's like you're trying to push on a pull door, right? And people think they're failing. And I'm of the belief that when we have so many people, especially in the entrepreneurial space, that don't become successful, I believe it's because they're going against their grain. And if more people understood that if you just fully shone from your space, from what it is that you're here to do, you will magnetically attract, when you're embodying your genius, you will magnetically attract your people, your fractal lines. They're actually there, all set, ready to come to you, but they're waiting for you. It's like they're kind of knocking on the door and they're circling around and they're waiting for you to start the conversation that they're wanting to hear from you. But the longer you don't do it, the more they kind of look away and go ill, you know. But when you fully step into what it is you're here to do and you stop trying to deny it because it's, you know, it's not normal or it's a bit woo-woo or it's a bit different or, you know, whatever, it's unique to you, right? But as soon as people step into that and open that up, the people just show up. And there aren't any fancy funnels and all these kind of crazy systems. They just organically start to reach out and to find you and to come into the ether and, you know, and then you figure it out as you go. Yeah. I love that you said that you don't need the fancy funnels. That's definitely something I've noticed on my human design journey and sort of human design and gene keys that, like you said, they're sort of from the same meal, I guess we could say, is that all of a sudden things just got so much easier and things just fell into place. When you're in alignment of who you're meant to be, you don't need to do all the things that you're taught that has to happen. Let's talk about the genius because you mentioned that when we can help our children step into their genius, that they're able to make that their normal and that's how they come forward. But what about if this wasn't instilled in us as children? How can we start to step into that genius? So I'm a single mum of three boys and I unschool. So we've been doing that for the past four years. So we've kind of thrown out the system in every way possible (laughs) (laughs) because it never fit me. You know, I was a smart kid and I remember with my teachers that when I would be put into tests or trying to remember things, I used to get the conversation where they, I would not do as well as they thought I would do in certain things. And I remember them saying to me things like, you're so much smarter than this. Like I expected you to be the A grade 100% student, but 
when it was subjects I had no interest in, it didn't matter how knowledgeable I was. As soon as you put me into that test on my own, I just forgot everything. It was like, I don't even care. I don't even want to be here. Like, what even is this, right? Yep, yep. So I kind of, with my own children, they went to school for a, a little while and then we started to travel. So we pulled them out and then they've kind of kept going. But the way that the issues that we were having with them at school, you know, they were great kids, smart kids, got along, but there were still little behavioural things and just little elements that I could see them shifting away from who they truly were as individuals and they were starting to kind of be indoctrinated by, you know, the environment that they were in. So when we took them out and we travelled for a while, the spark kind of came back. They started to come back into themselves and the longer that we've allowed them to teach themselves and to explore their own ideas and concepts. And I guide that by, you know, we sit down and we have lots of conversations and I check in on what their interests are at the moment and help them obviously with the resources and things that they need to explore all of that. But for them knowing their human design, their authority, their strategy, trusting their own inner guidance and telling them, don't listen to me, don't listen to your father, listen to yourself and teaching them to do that, they've come into such confidence and power as individuals where they're emotionally regulated, they can make their own choices, they can problem solve, they can even do things like, you know, be on devices and be doing things for a long amount of time, but then it doesn't take long before they'll come out and say, okay, I'm not doing that anymore because I'm finding that I'm too tired or I'm getting cranky or I'm getting whatever. So by giving them this freedom to explore themselves, they've been able to realise that's not good for me. This is correct for me, you know. This is what's right. This is what's wrong. And my youngest is 11 and he's probably the one who does it the most where he comes out and says, okay, I'm changing all the food I'm eating, you know, or whatever it might be. Wow. Because <laughs> he recognises when his body's telling him, this isn't correct for you and this is a better option. And he listens to that because we've been able to encourage it. And I'm definitely not somebody who looks at gene keys or human design as the be-all and end-all. We very much use it as a compass. I'm a big believer that the map is not the territory, you know, that you can be looking at the map on the table, but it is a completely different thing to when you're actually in the car or you're walking along and what you're experiencing at the time, you know. So we definitely use it to guide them. And the beautiful thing with the Venus sequence in the Gene Keys is it can actually take you through like a storyline as an individual of events and experiences that are going to be kind of core memories, you know, from like one of those kids' movies, those core memories that you implant in your life. And that's how I talk about that with my boys is there's going to be these moments where you're going to have these core memories that are going to impact who you are and what you stand for and what you believe in and what you're against through life. And the journey is that as we know as adults, things happen to us and we kind of put these armour, this shell around our heart as we go through life and it's when we're older that we want to start to take that away and we want to start to unpack it and we want to start to transmute that into a gift which then becomes our genius but 
your genius is forged in the fire, right? You've got to have these lived experiences and you've got to kind of burn to the ground and rise from the ashes to truly embody the wisdom that you're here for. Love it. Now you've talked about, you mentioned the sequences and I know there's three sequences, but that's about all I know. So can you just take us through like what the sequences are and what they relate to? Sure. So if you were to study the gene keys, which you can do on Richard Rudd's site, you can go through and he's got lots of wonderful books as well. You would start with the activation sequence. So it has the four and it's in the green. It also matches with human design with your incarnation cross. So it's those same, the gates that you have in your incarnation cross are also your four gene keys in your activation sequence. So it has a journey of those and that's, yeah, activating your genius essentially. Then we move up into the Venus sequence, which takes you through like your attraction, your spiritual intelligence, your intelligence, your emotional intelligence, like all of those elements along your journey. And when it comes to being a parent, when you understand them, you get to have a look at almost what's coming up, what the themes are going to be for your own children. Not so that you can tell them about them, not so that you can step in and try to predict the future, you know, or anything like that. But for me personally, it's more so that I can observe and I can be aware of when those themes are coming up and sort of be there as a gentle support and guide as they're going through certain things in their life and how it affects them. Mm -hmm. So then we move through the Venus sequence and then the Venus sequence where it turns into the pearl or the prosperity sequence is when one of the gene keys transforms from your core wound, so the thing that you're actually here to help heal within the world, and that transforms into your vocation. So it's essentially what you're here to be, right? We can do anything. You could be a vet. You could be a librarian. It doesn't matter. But it's who you're being in that space that is what makes all the impact, right? And then as we move through that prosperity sequence, it begins to unlock what the work that you're here to do. And that's where I work very deeply is in the pearl sequence. The thing is, though, that when we reach the pearl, which is the prosperity key to your success and abundance in life on a material level, that can only truly be unlocked when you've unlocked the Venus sequence around your relationships. So relationships are the core of everything, right? And they overflow into everything else. So you can't have poor relationships and a successful business because something's not going to work well, right? There's always an interconnection where they all flow into each other. So is this potentially where, you know, someone that has been, let's say, materially successful, you know, they've got great turnover, they've got all the things and they say, but what am I here for? Is that generally because they have, it's not that they weren't successful, it's that they could be even more successful by going back and sort of unlocking that middle sequence, that Venus sequence? Yeah, it's like they feel there's still something missing. And a lot of the time, and even thinking of people I've worked with recently with that same thing, it's interesting how it all comes back to certain relationships where there's fractures and even relationships where they've possibly gone, oh, it doesn't matter, I don't care about that. Look at me over here, you know, living the dream. 
But deep down inside them, there's work to be done. They need to go back. They need to revisit. So it's really about filling all of the cups, right? You can have all the money in the world, but doesn't mean that you have that true embodied inner peace and joy and happiness within yourself. So it's really the gene keys kind of give you this beautiful map where you can go and explore what those elements truly are and they take you to a place where you can explore the darkest, deepest parts of yourself and really do the true work. I know that you talked about these three sequences. Is this something that you ascend through in, you know, in a particular order and you kind of can't get there or is it something you work on all together? How does it work? So the three expressions always exist. The shadow and the essence are kind of like, if you think of a polarity, they're opposites of each other. And then the gift potential sits in the middle as the balancer of the two. So the true work is learning to step into that gift potential and spending the majority of your time there so that you can explore. Because it's normal for us to spend a small amount of time in the shadow right? We all have those moments where we're dealing with the darkness and we're facing the fears and we're moving through the doubts and all of those things. That's perfectly healthy to do that. And then there's the polar opposite of that as well, which can be very spiritual and very kind of pie in the sky and dreamy and, you know, up there as well. And you've probably experienced people who have been on either end of that, right? And they go all one way or all the other way. And the purpose of these three expressions is for us to learn to sit in this beautiful middle piece of the gift and the potential, which is how we can raise this whole kind of frequency That's that the Gene Keys gives us. Love it. And with the sequences, do we need to go through them in, you know, some sort of age order? Like is it in different ages or are we able to go through the sequences at any time? How does that work? It is recommended when you first visit Gene Keys to go through them in order, so to start at the Genius Sequence and move your way through, and it's also a good idea to to not rush it, to allow yourself to take the time, and also to not teach it to other people until you have unpacked your own. It took me two and a half, nearly three years just to get through my own sequence. Mm Mm-hmm because it's deep stuff, you know. You can go through and read it all, but to actually go through and actually contemplate and learn and really sit in each of them individually, it takes time. And when you think that it takes seven years to condition into one way, it takes seven years to decondition as well. So you've really got to be patient with yourself. There's really no shortcuts. And if people come to me saying, you know, oh, I want to make more money, so take me to a gene key that's going to unlock all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it'll never work, especially if people rush straight to the pearl sequence but they haven't done the work in their relationships. It always shows up. Every single time we'll end up going somewhere else because that's where the real work needs to be done. Love it. So for people that are listening and think, wow, I'm so intrigued now, I want to learn more about gene keys, and more about what you do, Emma, where can they go to find out more information and start learning about their own gene keys? So I'm currently getting my new website up and running. So it will be at emmapurcell.com.au. 
So depending on when you're listening to this, it could be already up and going. But otherwise, you can find me on Facebook, so just on my personal page, which is Emma Purcell. And I do business readings for people. And then I've also got my course creator program where I actually teach people how to unpack and create their businesses and courses based off their human design and their gene keys so that they can learn how to market, they can learn how to do all these different elements using their blueprint as well. So they're completely aligned in their business. Love it. As always, we'll put all of those links in the show notes. Emma, if there was one thing that you could leave us with in regards to the gene keys or I guess or anything to do with what we've been talking about, what would that one thing be? To follow your genius, to stop divorcing yourself and to come back into what it is that you know that you're truly here for and don't stop seeking it and searching for it until you find it. Love it. Emma, thanks so much for sharing everything you have today. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. It's been great to share another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast with you. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes, the links from today's sponsors, and to download your detailed episode companion for the extensive notes and value bombs we shared today. And if you're looking to connect with other experts and change makers just like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at samanthariley.global forward slash podcast.